Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is live, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax Moves with Glenn Birnbaum. Glenn, how are you doing today? Good, Casey. I can see you live and in person. Yeah, it's, uh, I, got, I got you and Chip both here in the same area, so it was cool to get to actually come actually physically meet you and, and not just talk to you yeah. uh, via internet. So yeah, it worked out pretty well. Just had a good lunch, so now we're ready to talk. Now we're business. ready to talk some some tax moves. So, mm-hmm. while we were eating lunch, the Wall Street Journal put out uh, the Fed Federal Reserve had lowered interest rates by a quarter of a point. So, in the grand scheme of things, what's that mean for us, Glenn? Well, you know, from a tax perspective, um, you know, it's we, we've talked about this a few times where, you know, in some cases you can be limited now. You can't necessarily deduct all your interests, you know. First time ever, really, for, you know, our type of client base, you know, not international companies, just, you know, United States mainstream companies and I have to worry, worry about interest limitations. And so, obviously, if the interest rate's lower, you know, have less chance of running up against that limitation. So that's that's one thing from a tax perspective. Um, but, you know, most immediately, it's going to be the lines of credit, you know, that people have, you know, they're going to be paying a quarter point less if it's based on the prime rate. So right. should be a nice little little boost. And it sounds like maybe they're talking about even lowering it further in yeah. the future months so yeah yeah they've kind of hinted around uh, you know this time last year we were we were concerned about additional rate hikes on top of the the two or three they had already done throughout 2018 and uh, now they're kind of reversing that to where they might be doing the exact same thing again but the opposite direction doing another two or three um, drops uh, of the interest rate a quarter to a half point at a time so um, I don't know it's kind of one of those things where where uh, maybe they're trying to be ahead of the uh, the curve a little bit here and, and talk about uh, not reacting to a, a recession while the recession is deep and entrenched in what's going on, but maybe uh, maybe it's holding us off a little bit with some yeah. with some stuff there. So it's hard to say. And I think too, as you know, I mean, the you know other countries, you know, international interest rates are so low, or they're I mean they're pushing zero. It's just mm-hmm. the U.S. is kind of the outlier, so maybe yeah. trying to get back to. A little closer to equilibrium there, but yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so what, the other thing you had to talk about was uh, some some final regulations on uh, on interest. Yeah, so interest expense they've issued proposed regulations. There was a public hearing in February. We are expecting to get those final rules coming out here in the next few months, but just in the last few days, um, it's. We've got this OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, that basically has a secondary review on these regulations. So now we know that the bonus depreciation regulations that were proposed last August, I believe, those have been finalized and they're going to OMB, went went there a few days ago. So we should see those in hopefully a month or so. And there is some interaction there. I was reading some commentary on this. We talked about this, like the floor plan interest, and there's some special rules that say, okay, if you don't want to be subject to the interest expense limitation rules, you know, because you're a farmer equipment dealer, uh, for example, then you won't be able to take bonus depreciation. Now, that's kind of a, a you know, give and take thing. And so these bonus depreciation 
regulations should get released and, and there the IRS has, has mentioned in a few conferences that they're gonna address like what's what do we mean by floor plan interest you know we had some discussions about it farm equipment counts you know but construction equipment doesn't and some of these little nuances right about about that so there could be some uh, some bits of information about the interest expense regulations and rules in these bonus depreciation rules that are that are being released so always something to think about but as your listeners might remember one of the unique things is that for the first time ever we can now bonus depreciate used equipment or right. used assets which and so that has some some challenges about well I think one of the things they're looking at is well what if I what if I bought this property you know 40 years ago and I sold it and then I buy it back you know is that do I am I is it ineligible for bonus you know, at some point, you know, it does matter. If you just bought it a year ago, you probably can't do something to, to game the system. But what if you bought it 30 years ago or 20 years ago? What's, you know, what what is the definition of used having never been used it before? Does that mean forever? Or, you know, these are the kind of things that come up. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we'll get some guidance on that uh, before September 15th is the deadline for a lot of entity returns. So, yeah, only a month and a half on that, though. Right, so. right. Um, so we had some. We talked about MFB payments last time, last week we were on here, and what that yeah. looks like and how that stuff works. Um, you give me real clients that are having a kind of a. I mean, how, how bad is that going to affect some of your guys when you start looking at their tax situation yeah. with those MFP payments? You know, I don't think. I mean, I think we mentioned last time. The good news is they're supposed to come in August, so. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to react, you know, generally speaking, you can, you know, pay a bill or do something to get the income where you need it to be. What we don't like is what happened last year is, you know, all of a sudden they got a, an unexpected deposit the last day of December. So right. as long as we're given enough notice, we, we can probably work around that. But, but you do need to think about what am I going to do with that money? I mean, that money is taxable. So, you know, if you, if you, you know, you're going to, you're going to take the money, it's going to be taxable. And if you use it to, you know, just to pay back your line of credit, you know, that's not deductible. So you just have to keep that in mind. You might think, well, I, I got, you know, the $75 an acre payment as an example. I use it to pay off my line of credit. You know, that's not a even, even switch there, right? You, you know, you've got income. So you just have to keep that in mind. But I think most, you know, most farmers that I'm dealing with are obviously, they they're not gonna you know they're gonna take it they're not gonna oh, use yeah. it I mean it's it's no. needed for cash flow but just just keep in mind if you use it to pay off debt you know that's not a deduction so um, you know you may end up having to borrow right borrow borrow it back on the line of credit later to to buy a fertilizer or seed input or something so mm -hmm. that's kind of how you get back to to even so. You'd have to find some kind of an expense, an like expense, a, yeah. buying chemical seed, yeah. whatever, new yeah. pickup, something like that. Yeah. So, but if temporarily use it just to pay down your debt, right? Just to not have to pay as much interest, right? Knowing that okay, later on in the year, then we'll we'll probably have to borrow it back. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, going there's there's plenty of stuff happening out there. What what is some other stuff that on your radar right now? You know, it's obviously um, July thirty first here, so. Um, you know we're we're well into the year, and at this time of year we can start to um, 
you know, you pretty much, as a farmer, you pretty much know what your expenses are, right? I mean, generally speaking, a lot of your expenses have been covered, and so we can start to do some initial tax planning to say, okay, you know, what's what's happened? Maybe there's been a fair amount of grain sales because of some of the price increases, right? And so we just kind of want to, maybe our first chance to say, okay, let's, where are we sitting at for 2019? And then, you know, we pretty much know we can control our expenses, you know, for the fall, and okay, here's what here's what we need to do. So we're going to be reaching out to a few people, you know, next week as, as, they, as they can get their books updated. So never never too early to start thinking about tax planning and where you're going to be at and, you know, do you need to buy some equipment or do you have needs? So um, that's that's part of it. Um, next quarterly estimate is September 15th for individuals. So that's, you know, a little ways away. But you start you start thinking about how what kind of year am I having? Am I having a better year than last year or worse? You know, because that depends on, you know, how much, how much of your estimates we're going to pay. A lot of times we've talked about we're just going to pay our tax estimates assuming, you know, we're gonna, we made the same money as last year. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. But if you know your income is going to be down and you're pretty sure about that now, you know, there probably wouldn't be a reason to go ahead and make those same estimates, right? The third quarter estimate is usually when we start thinking about, well, does it really make sense? You know, we'll make the first and the second quarter estimate just because, you know, generally you're going to probably need to do that. But the third and the fourth quarter, you know, we might look at things and say, you know, we don't, we don't want to make a payment. We don't need to make a payment you know, depending on how the year is going. So so this is really where we start to kind of change course, you know, the, the second half of the year. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, Glenn, well, plenty of stuff going on. Folks want to reach out to you, ask you some questions, or get get some good good old-fashioned tax advice, how to do that. You know, it's best to call our office here at Heinel Banward, 309-694-4251, or you can always look me up on Twitter, at Glenn Birnbaum is the handle. Right on. Well, I would suggest everyone to follow him because he's got plenty of plenty of good stuff out there, and then there's, there's plenty of folks that jump in back and forth and have these big accounting tax debates oh, yes. on the Twitterverse out there. So yep. um, anyway, Glenn, it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Yeah, man, same and, here. And uh, Appreciate thanks it. for the hospitality. Thanks, Casey. All right, buddy. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, now part of the Global Ag Network. If you'd like to continue any of these conversations, you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. You can also visit the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel and watch Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger, Sean Hackett, and Angie Setzer. Also, Tax News with Glenn Birnbaum. Please visit movingironllc.com. Here you can find information, details, and updates for the 2019 Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and globalagnetwork.com. So until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey Seymour. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century.